She was this gun-toting, whiskey-drinking broad. The super epic fucking broad. She was a pioneer in the industry. She's also so famous and so controversial. So controversial. So she's kind of a big fucking deal. Her story is so incredible. She belongs on this podcast because she's a broad you should know. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm your host, Sarah Gorski, and it is the first episode of September. For a bunch of us, the summer is basically over. Kids are going back to school, and adults who are going back to school, you are too. People are getting back to the grind at work or kicking into high gear, trying to make the most of what's about to be the second half of the year. And it seemed like the perfect time to kick off a new idea for the podcast. Those of you who've been listening a long time know that we don't structure broads you should know into seasons. And week to week, we often are jumping wildly between broads that make us laugh and broads that make us cry or broads that take our breath away or make us scratch our heads or sometimes broads that make us do all those things all at once. (laughs) Julie Daubeny, anybody? But I have really been itching to go on an adventure with you all to explore even more deeply some of the common threads that bind our broads together. Not like a proper podcast season per se, but like a series to kind of connect more dots in the struggles of some of the women that have come before us. And that will also, I think, help us better understand the current that we are swimming against on our quest to dismantle the patriarchy. So we are going to begin this adventure by spelunking into the broads territory that I've labeled They were called crazy. Let me tell you, this is rich territory that we're in. Since basically the beginning of written history, women have often had the label, quote, crazy flung on them. And today in modern media and publicity press culture, women are often called crazy. These labels are just thrown around. And the average person tends to just believe that label, even though they have no idea the details of the specific story or what's actually going on. Just over a year ago, Chloe brought us this great episode about Britney Spears just prior to her being released from her conservatorship. And she was placed in that conservatorship due to those around her being, quote, concerned about her mental health. Conveniently, those most responsible for placing her there made a lot of money off her for 13 years, reaping the benefits of her Vegas show and subduing her with medication to keep her compliant. If you have not listened to that episode, it's a great one to spin up after I'm done talking in this episode. And say what you will about Britney Spears, there's no doubt that she is one in a long line of women who were manipulated, subdued, and even in some cases lobotomized for the convenience of those around them under the guise of mental unwellness. Oh, this'll help her, they said, as they shoved the ice pick deeper into her brain to sever the fibers of her frontal lobe. Okay, that was a, okay, sorry, that was a little too dark. And I promise, I swear to you, this is not going to be a series focused on lobotomized broads. There's a few in there, but we're not going to focus on it. (laughs) Okay, but to kick things off, Let's do a quick look into the etymology of the word crazy. Whenever I look into the history of a word, that's what etymology means if you hadn't heard that before. Whenever you look into the history of a word and how it's changed over time, I always learn a lot. Now, the word crazy derives from this older word, 
Craze, which appeared in the late 14th century as Krasen or Kresen, which was Germanic or Scandinavian, meaning, quote, to shatter, crush, break to pieces. Uh, and there was also a really old word, even older than that, it was a Norse word called krasa, which meant to shatter. But then there's also a really old French word, crassir, which was used, uh, probably didn't say it right because I don't speak French, which was used in reference to cracking pottery in um, glazing. And somehow those words all kind of made it to the English language. And around the mid-15th century, it was used to mean be diseased or deformed. And then later in the 15th century, so, you know, a couple hundred, uh, or like 50 or so years later, uh, it was used to mean derange the intellect of or make insane. And then around 1818, fast forward a little, crazy was officially utilized to mean quote, become insane. So that's 1818 is when it was started to be like really applied uh, more, more actively, I guess. So really in the scope of human existence, it's a pretty new word in its, in its modern definition, at least. Um, it's also worth noting that there's a few often used synonyms to crazy that we'll likely see as we start to explore the lives of these broads. These words especially are hysterical, which originated in the Latin word hystericus, which meant, quote, of the womb. And another word that people often use specifically with regards to women and sanity is loony, which is a word that's derived from lunacy, which was a monthly periodic insanity believed to be triggered by the moon's cycle. And it totally makes sense when you hear that definition that that is associated with women because women, too, have monthly cycles. I could probably rail about those words for hours upon hours, but I'm going to save that outrage for the individual episodes once we start to dig into these specific broad stories because we're going to hear these words again and again throughout this whole little miniseries. So I know you're already probably chomping at the bit to know who... I'm going to cover in this miniseries. And as you can imagine, there's quite a few options of broads to choose from for this miniseries. But you have to wait for it, because first I want to talk about the journey to decide who to cover. Because spoiler alert, it was a wild ride, and it was filled with much fist shaking on my part. Um, so naturally, I already had a list, uh, or a short list rather, of broads I knew that I wanted to cover. But I know enough by now to know that there's likely a gold mine to be discovered by doing a little thing called polling your friends on social media. So specifically, I know a lot of really great real life broads and they, they I'm sure, are going to have a bunch of other, quote, crazy broads up their sleeves that I hadn't heard of. So I wanted to find out who do people think of when you think of a woman who they called crazy? So I rolled up my sleeves and I put together an old-fashioned Facebook post calling for suggestions. And the results of my incredibly scientific survey were very interesting. All in all, I had 51 broads mentioned. I had 49 replies and 77 total comments. And that's more than I ever get when I post just regular broads you should know and new podcast episodes. And obviously, this is 
you know, an audio show, so you can't see it, but I'm giving eye daggers to all those people who commented that ignore me on a daily basis. <laughs> I still love you, and I'm so glad you commented, but come on, listen to the podcast. I also had a ton of people comment who never, ever, ever comment on anything I post in general, which I find extremely curious. They're like my little lurkers, and they like to come out when you get the chance to show off your brains. I see you. I see you. 24 of the commenters identify as women, and 18 identify as men. Five commenters gave the generic answer, all of them, all women, to which I ask you specific five, why did you even comment? The whole point of the miniseries and the podcast as a whole, broads you should know as a whole, is to highlight individual voices and stories of women not to generalize them. We don't need help with that. The patriarchy has already been doing it for fucking eons. So anyway, of these 51 suggestions that people left and a few of the others that I already had on my own list, I sorted them into some smaller categories and they're going to be organized into, basically, into episodes. So first of all, before I get into those categories, there are... A number of folks who listed, I kid you not, fictional women. Six people, six people who commented listed women who are fictional. They never existed. And I'm aghast that the only women you could think of were not real women. Like, that makes me seriously question, first of all, whether or not you actually read the post before you commented. But more more importantly, do you know the difference between fiction and real life? Here are the fictional women that were listed on my post. Cassandra, Medusa, Medea, all from mythology, and Ophelia, Mad Queen Margaret, and Lady Macbeth. Now, I already hear a a few of you guys howling that the last two Queen Margaret and Lady Mackers are in fact, or were in fact, real people, and you're not wrong They did exist in real life, but the story of their, quote, craziness, it appears to be purely an invention of Shakespeare and his contemporaries to please the royals and sell more tickets. Like today's, based on a true story screenplays, the reality of the, quote, history is bent for the contemporary audience and to serve the writer's purposes or the producer's purposes. So please, 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 I beg you, please try to remember that. Whenever you watch something that's based on a true story or also whenever you comment on my future surveys. (laughs) Um, I also had a few people who listed characters who appear only in the Bible. We had the Virgin Mary and Mary Magdalene. And to... These suggestions, I have to, I, can, oh, I just sigh loudly, like a <sighs> So there's obviously a lot of conflicting opinions about the accuracy of the Bible as a historical document. For my own opinion, which rules on this podcast, as I am the producer and the host, I do not consider the Bible to be a true historical accounting, a true historical document. Little to none of it can be backed up by other historical sources, and therefore, I don't, I'm not going to dig into those suggestions. I do, however, want to posit like one mini thought about Mary of Magdalene, um, because I did grow up in a very religious family, and I've, I've heard some things, learned some things, is that in both the books of 
Mark, and Luke. Mary of Magdalene appears in the story supposedly when, quote, Jesus cast seven demons out of her, end quote, after which she becomes one of his most devoted followers. And if I had to guess, the seven demons factor as the reason that she was suggested on the list, which makes total sense. But here's what I want to say about Mary Magdalene is biblical scholars have kind of extrapolated that she was a wealthy benefactor of sorts to Jesus and his followers. She like would make travel arrangements or sponsor their trips or find places for them to stay. And all of these things indicate that she was a woman of means and influence at a time when women were not generally. (laughs) And isn't it really, really convenient to the story, to the Bible, to the patriarchy, that a wealthy, powerful woman was also possessed by seven demons. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So next, let's move on to the selection of suggested women in the comment thread who, well, no doubt they're incredibly interesting women. There's not really any recorded evidence of them being known to be or being aggressively called crazy. So they did not quite make the cut for this mini-series. Um, a number of royals are on this list, including Catherine of Aragon, Queen Anne, Queen Mary, Catherine the Great. Now, Catherine, I thought maybe, as I looked into her, would be on my list, but it turns out that the weirdest thing about her is these wild rumors about her sexual deviance, and all of them were inventions of people who just hated her, and that, to me, just doesn't equal crazy, so she's not on this list. We also have, though, on this little short list, Patty Hearst, who might have been brainwashed, I guess, but not crazy per se. We also had Joan Crawford suggested. And as I did a little cursory research, it looks like she was supposedly a very mean and abusive alcoholic. But for many serious purposes, mean and crazy aren't the same thing. So she is not going to make the cut either. We also had indigenous Mexican hero or villain, depending on which side you talk to, La Malinche. Uh, We also had Catherine Dickens, the wife of Charles Dickens, who it turns out was really a terrible husband. Uh, And Lady Godiva, who I was hoping this was a story about chocolate. (laughs) But when I did the research, it turns out it's not. Um, And also, I have no idea why she was mentioned. Her story is awesome. Even though most historians say that it probably never happened, supposedly she rode a horse naked through their town to protest her husband's unfairly high taxes on its citizens. (laughs) Oh, I also in this little shortlist have to give a shout out to Nellie Bly, whom was suggested in the comment thread by my friend Anthony. However, if you listen to our episode on Nellie Bly with Mr. David Blixt, you'll know that she checked herself into an insane asylum as an undercover reporter to uncover these horrible conditions at the hospital. So she's not crazy, but she uncovered crazy. We also had a number of more modern women suggested. Now, my best guess, I don't know why people suggest the people they suggested, but my best guess is that they were suggested because they've either been public about their struggles with mental illness or had like a public breakdown or they've been 
generically hated on by the press and the media who have used a lot of crazy or crazy adjacent terms in association with them. So the list of these women that were suggested include Carrie Fisher, Marilyn Monroe, Princess Diana, Caroline Flack, Amy Winehouse, Madonna, Gwen Stefani, Janet Jackson, LaToya Jackson, Whitney Houston, and Mariah Carey. Now, I am not planning to cover stories like theirs. I don't want to downplay any of their struggles, but many of their situations are complicated stewpots of potentially inherent mental health issues, plus addiction struggles, plus expectations and pressures of celebrity life. And like, no doubt that stew pot is an interesting one, but I'm going to put it on the back burner because I'm really trying to focus on crazy, right? So we're getting further down the list uh, and we're getting close to the women I'm actually going to cover. There is a group of women who are, in fact, widely known and diagnosed by modern standards to be or have been mentally unwell. So people who were like more or less certifiably insane, even by modern standards. And that list includes Maria Eleonora of Brandenburg, who was also called the Mad Queen Mother of Sweden. Um, It looks like she had serious, very serious postpartum psychosis. Um, And then we have beautiful poet Anne Sexton, Japanese artist Yayoi Kasama, Sylvia Plath, Virginia Woolf, and Rosemary Kennedy. Believe it or not, this group of women also did not qualify for my shortlist for the series. Um, Although I do have to say, Rosemary's story, Rosemary Kennedy's story is horrible. And I am probably going to do an episode on Rosemary as a standalone sometime in the future. Uh, And also, we had a couple names submitted that were never certifiable, like they weren't in a hospital or saw a doctor, but they were definitely weird as hell. And those are little Edie. Uh, she is from the now famous Grey Gardens documentary, and it's all its spin-off media, including a really, really funny mockumentary with Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. If you haven't looked it up yet, it is hilarious. Um, I think it's called Documentary Now. And we also had Marjorie Cameron suggested. I hadn't heard of her, but she was more or less a contemporary of L. Ron Hubbard and dabbled in many of his similar interests. And while I do love me a good weird broad story, as you all know, um, these broads also did not make that shortlist for the series because weird is not synonymous with crazy, right? So now we move on to the ladies who did make the cut for the series. I call this next category crazy prolific. These are the women who weren't crazy. They were just really damn prolific. Like they created a ton of art or music or whatever it was they did in their lifetime. And people thought it wasn't for real that they were faking it or they had to be insane to do that kind of work. So the broads in this category, who I am going to be talking about, are Christine de Pisan, Hildegard de Bingen, and Chiquina Gonzaga. Uh, The next category I have, I'm calling visionaries. These are women who are renowned and many of them sainted by the church or one of the churches who have professed to have visions. Like, 
visions, like seeing something usually connected to God uh, in their cases. And my question is, does having visions make you crazy? And that's what I'm interested in exploring about those broads. And these broads include Catherine of Siena, Hildegard of Bingen. Yes, I already said her. She was a prolific polymath and she had visions. So she's going to be mentioned in both of those episodes. St. Teresa of Avila, Marjorie Kemp, and of course, Joan of Arc. Then we have uh, a few broads who sit kind of on the borderline. They're written about as being crazy or maybe even called themselves crazy. Uh, But when I read through precursory research, it didn't all make a lot of sense to me. So I'm calling this category, crazy or not, here they come. And this category includes the late Anna Hetch, Franny Farmer of Francis Farmer, and Mary Todd Lincoln. And now for the final category, which I am calling convenient to be crazy. Women who were accused or asylumed because it was pretty convenient for the people around them. Those ladies are Elizabeth Bathory, the wealthy landowner accused of being a vampire who praised on the young maidens of the area. Zelda Fitzgerald, F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife and inspiration for many of his characters. And Elizabeth Packard, who, by the way, was the original inspiration for this series, actually. Elizabeth's husband didn't really like that she disagreed with him on religious matters. And he had her committed And her three years in the asylum prompted her to become an advocate for all the women who suffered as she did, unjustly accused of insanity. And that is the end of the list. Oh, woo, we got there. Are you still with me? If you are, if you are, are you excited to learn more about all these crazy women? I would love to hear from you. You always can comment or DM on our social media at Broads You Should Know on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at BYSK Podcast. You also can always email me at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com or you can submit a comment via the form on our website, which is broadsyoushouldknow.com. And any of those messages will get to me. I would love to hear how excited you are or if you think I missed someone that belongs in one of those winning categories. Um, I'd be remiss not to mention there's a couple broads I didn't list here because we've already covered them on the podcast, so I don't want to cover them a second time. They already have a full episode devoted entirely to them, so if you want to prep for this miniseries by listening to those, you can look back in the archive and listen to Britney Spears, Frida Kahlo, Mother Teresa, and one of my personal favorites, Weird Old Sarah Winchester. Okay, that is is it for this episode. You made it through with me. 22 minutes of me talking to you. I really hope you aren't so sick of me that you don't come back next week because you don't want to miss the first episode in this new series. It's going to be crazy prolific. Is going to be our first episode. And you are going to meet a bunch new broads you should know. <laughs>